I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute, put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash envoys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash envoys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink, mom of four boys. And I'm Janet Allison, teacher of many more. Thanks for joining us as we share real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. Oh, Jen, I was feeling a little nostalgic this morning thinking about recording this episode, this 2020 wrap-up. 2020 wrap-up and almost three full years of podcasting together. I know. Cheers to you. (laughs) Cheers to us. Cheers Cheers to everybody who's been along with us on this journey. Cheers to our listeners, you guys. It is our, I can't even tell you, I hope it comes across. It is our ultimate pleasure to get together a couple times a week and talk with experts or talk with each other, thinking always about you, about all of you out there raising boys, doing your best, even in this year that has been one trial after another and yet... I decided that this year, probably the word that we used the most this year that we never would have thought we would end up using a lot on this podcast is pandemic. Well, us and Webster's Miriam Dictionary, right? Pandemic, unprecedented, uncertain times. But you know what has really just been the, the, the constant all the way through? What's that? Is parents love their kids. We have recorded, we'll give you a little reveal into 2021. We have recorded an episode about what to do when you don't like your kids, because sometimes that happens. But I think the constant is we love our kids. We are striving to do the best for our kids. And no matter where, what has happened this year, that's the constant. You know, for me, 2020 has really taught me and underscored how uncertain and unpredictable everything is anyway. That is the story of parenting. We 
do not get to pick our children. We don't know what they're like. We don't know what's going to happen in their lives, what's going to happen in our lives. And we have to respond on the fly to situations we couldn't possibly imagine. And what I've learned as a parent is the more tools you have in your metaphorical toolbox, and I know I'm not the first person to say this, but the more tools you have, the better chance you have of adapting and coping and getting through that stuff productively. And that's why I love what we do, Janet, because we are constantly learning new tools and we get to to share that with others. Yeah. You know, and part of that metaphorical toolbox, as you say, is the brilliant experts that we were able to interview this year. In fact, we interviewed 36 different experts from New York Times bestselling authors. We interviewed the Washington Post on on parenting columnist, Megan Leahy. It has been just an amazing year of talking about really important things, social justice with Chandra White Cummings and Ted Bunch. We talked a lot about gender and changing gender expectations. Uh, We talked about different versions of masculinity that are available. We talked about all these uh, different ideas of gender that our children are growing up with that a lot of us didn't so that we as the adults can have a more expansive understanding of gender and how it influences our lives, our children's lives, and how we treat one another. Yeah, including masculinity, but also, you know, I, I we had Sassy Harvey back for my boy Can, and she is expanding that notion of gender. And we had Dr. Ian Taffy talking about LGBTQ community and, oh my goodness, such important topics. And also, I mean, every topic is important, but some really fun ones too. We talked about boys book clubs. We talked about esports, and we talked about what it is to be a grandparent and what it is to parent adult children as well. Mm -hmm. That was an interesting episode to record because at the time we were preparing to record that, Janet, you were planning on traveling to your daughter's wedding and you were planning a relatively traditional wedding experience. And then the what happened? The pandemic. Yes, it did. And you know, listeners, my daughter did get married a couple months later with only the officiant and the photographer and her and her husband. And I tell you, looking at those pictures, It was absolutely perfect for them. And isn't that what we want for our kids? What a, you know, you can just tell from the expression on her face that she is in her total bliss. She didn't have to worry about any caterers or flowers or visitors, um, guests. It was perfect for them. And that is just kind of how this year has rolled. And you got to see your adult child adapt, respond responsibly. That's what we're aiming for here. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes listeners, because Janet's children are full-grown adults and mine are fledgling, fledgling adults, we can tell you it happens. It really does. Despite all of those times when you are banging your head against the wall, keep staying the course. This is the hardest work I've ever done, Janet, but the most worthwhile. 
Oh, totally. The most worthwhile. So I let's dig in. We we have done a few little stats. I love you because you always do the stats. And uh, that's kind of fun to share with our listeners. I will put a plug in here. We got an email just this week from a podcast statistics company that let us know that we are third in the family category in Jamaica. Hello, Jamaica. So glad you're out there, Jamaica and Kurdistan. And we are worldwide and that Kenya. just feels so good. Poland. Kenya, Poland. Oh my goodness. We love you, all of you out there. So thank you for sharing what we do from our hearts and spreading the word to support our boys and create a better world. To me, one of the notable things about this year too was that we, because of the miracle of technology, which we're all using to connect, we are able to converse with guests in different countries in real time. We've had guests from Canada this year. We've had guests from Australia. Hello, Maggie Dent. And we had, um, we talked about esports. And he's in Japan. With Dr. With Dr. Hyun in Japan. And of course, Sassy in the UK. So yeah, that's a lot for one year. Yeah. We produced 51 different unique episodes this year in the middle of a pandemic. Can we just take a moment, please, and pat ourselves on the back for our consistency? Yeah. Loud cheers out there, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, we're patting ourselves on the back, but you know, we just do this all for you, our listeners, really. Well, okay, a little bit for us because we love it so much. Plus we get to talk on a regular basis. So those of you who have been listening, I'm really curious and I would love it if you would drop us a line. I'm curious what you think our most popular episodes of 2020 were. And as we go through our list of our most downloaded episodes and our personal favorites, I'm curious if your favorites are among that list. Ooh, yeah. Well, let's start with number five and go to number one. So this is the fifth most downloaded episode of 2020. And that was Ted Bunch talking about helping boys grow into healthy men. And Ted is the chief development officer of A Call to Men. And his life's passion is supporting boys to grow into their authentic selves and supporting boys so that they could show us and demonstrate to us who they really are. And I think this is that place about letting our boys be who they are, not who we think they should be. And this is not theoretical for Ted either. Remember, he is a black man who shared the story of his son coming out as gay and supporting him through that. And that is a process for a parent. As much as you love your child, when you find out some information that it changes what you think you know or what you thought you were going to be doing, how your child's life was going to go, it takes some time to process that and catch up with that. And he embraced his son. He went to a gay pride event with him. This is the kind of support that all of our boys need. And deserve. Yes. Yes. Plus he just has a really easy to listen to voice. Remember that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth most downloaded episode of 2020 
with a title like this, how could it not? Boys and Sex, Peggy Orenstein. She uh, wrote a blockbuster book that was released earlier this year. It was a follow-up to her book about girls and sex. And it was an interesting conversation. I'm, I'm curious for your reflections on this one. One of the things that stood out for me in that conversation was the word hilarious and how boys use the word hilarious often and recognizing that as a signal of their discomfort, perhaps, and reading between the lines, I would say, in that case. I kind of struggled with that book and that conversation because, well, there's a lot of worthwhile things in there. In the book and in our podcast, we talked about the difference between, you know, a bad hookup and sexual assault. And those are crucial conversations to have with our children as they are growing. These are conversations nobody had with us. And this is why a lot of us adult women are, frankly, revisiting scenes from our past. Wait, was that? Was that fully consensual? Huh. Yeah. So we have to have those conversations. And I appreciate the book because of that. But for me, it was blatantly clear that like Peggy came to this with a lot of preconceived notions about boys mm -hmm. and not a lot of understanding or empathy for boys. She, she commented in the book that she found, contrary to her expectations, she found that boys were insightful narrators of their lives and experiences and to me, I, I found that kind of offensive that how dare you begin working on a book about such a sensitive topic about boys when you can't even trust them to be human. Yeah. So this is my soapbox. This is why I think that what we do is valuable because I really think you and I, Janet, have put the time in to listening boys and understanding boys and respecting them mm -hmm. rather than placing all the baggage of all the years of, of um, oppression and prejudice and placing that all on today's boys. And I think it really calls out, and I think she did do this in the book of listening and creating the space to listen to boys, which I think that we don't necessarily always take the time to do because quite frankly boys don't always make it easy for us that's very very true it's easy to say listen to boys and I'm sure there are a lot of listeners right now going yeah how do I get them to talk to me exactly yeah. and lord knows we've covered that many times all the time yeah top two <laughs> top three tips for getting boys to talk to you uh keep it short and simple Go for a walk. Don't talk face to face. Have food. Ooh, that was four. But four tips. Yeah, there you go. A, a bonus, listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and you know what else I, I love about you, Jen, is that we can agree to disagree about things. Like you and I are, you know, we definitely are way aligned about a lot of things, but we, you know, there are points of, uh, yeah, I feel this way. You feel that way. And it's all good. It's mm -hmm. all good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting lead in actually to number three, our third most downloaded episode uh, was our conversation with Ellen Dodge, who I encountered while working on uh, one of my writing articles, I was writing an article for speech language pathologist, actually. 
but Ellen Dodge talked to us about managing emotions and Mm -hmm. managing emotions is really important when you have people who have different ideas about things, different opinions. We can get through that. Our boys can get through that if we can manage emotions. Yeah. Ours and theirs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are the adults in the situation. So it is up to us to uh, create the atmosphere where emotions and feelings can be expressed and hopefully talked about at some point, because we definitely want to help our help our guys do that. And one of the things that she suggested that I thought was great, and, you know, I am a family coach. And when we've had these conversations with experts, I know, like, there's some things that just immediately come to mind that I'm able to bring into session. And it's like, oh, my gosh, there's another gem. Oh, my gosh, there's another thing. And, and uh, it's just been so fun to be able to bring things like Try saying to your boy, tell me the story. Tell me the story about that. And this comes directly from Ellen and is is such a lovely approach rather than, well, how do you feel? And what do you think? And and having that direct kind of like fire hose blast of questions. It's like, well, tell me the story about that. Mm-hmm. And then and then another boy communication tip, pause and wait. Because you may not get the answer right away. Tell me the story is a much better and more productive response when you get the call from school or the email from school telling you what your son did or did not do. And your first reaction, most of our first reactions because of how we were raised and because we want to raise decent children and we want them to live, live up to their expectations. Our first response is often to go, why did you, why didn't you and launch into them? Better to say, hey, I got a message from your teacher today about, and you can fill in a little bit, tell me the story. What happened there? Listen to his side first. Yeah. 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 We tend to just, oh, well, the teacher said this and go with it. And we forget there's a completely different perspective that he wants to share. And it it reminds me of sitting with a third grade boy who ha- was having some difficulty with his friends. This is years ago in a school, actually, in a classroom. And he he and I were sitting side by side and I asked him to tell me about it. And I happened to have a pad of paper and a pen on mm-hmm. my lap. And he just mm-hmm. took that up and drew a picture about it, like stick figures. And it was amazing because he was yeah. able to express himself through those pictures rather than long-winded story because parents, you know, our boys are probably, some boys will, but a lot of boys, you know, they're going to just kind of give you the bullet points and that's it. Drawing pictures or acting it out with their action figures is a perfectly acceptable way of telling the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of my favorite tips that Ellen shared was the 555 tool. Ask yourself, will the person be doing this behavior in the next 5 minutes, in the next 5 weeks, in the next 5 years? When our kids are doing something that annoys us, this tool can be so helpful because it forces us to put it into perspective. Mm-hmm. We do not need to worry about everything. Frankly, we don't even need to respond to everything they do. And parenting becomes a lot easier 
when you learn that there are some things that you can drop and you don't have to pay attention to at all. Yeah. I think that's one thing. I, I love that. And I actually forgotten that tip. So yay. I'm glad we're doing this, this, re, this review. Um, I think that's one thing that both you and I bring of value and you alluded to it at the beginning of the, of this show is we have the perspective of the years we have, you know, I've got 30 years, 30 somethings and you've got kids in their teens and twenties and, and that reassurance that you are in a, you know, small window of development with your child and his timeline is very long and there's lots and lots of time, even though that moment might feel like it is endless. And indeed this year has felt pretty endless, but <laughs> you know, we're already to the end of it. Look, we did it. So recognizing, you know, five minutes, five weeks, five years, that is, that is so, so valuable. Yes. As Mother's Day is coming around, oh, I find I'm missing my mom more and more. And there's always questions and stories I wish I had asked her when she was still here. I do remember that I gave her a book once upon a time with questions for her to write the answers to. And bless her heart, she didn't answer very many. So that was really a disappointment. But fast forward to now and technology. And now we have mylifeinabook.com. It takes all those questions and stories and it puts it in a format that is sent to your person, whoever you designate, on a regular basis so that the prompts come, they're easily answered either written or voice to text, and they're captured by mylifeinabook.com. These family stories, this legacy that you want to leave for your children and your grandchildren. Mylifeinabook.com, create an unforgettable gift for your mom, your dad, your children this Mother's Day. Use our coupon code ONBOYS for 10% off. Go to mylifeinabook.com and use ONBOYS for 10% off. Create that legacy. Carry on those stories. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet. But a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet? There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten easy melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin. And I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve. And I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin. And you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah, no. And they taste good. And they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants, not chemicals. Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash onboys. That's try, T-R-Y, dot easymelts, 
E-Z-M-E-L-T-S.com forward slash on boys. And pat yourselves on the back. We did do it. We did make it this far through this year and all of the challenges. And I want you to remember that as we go forward into next year, which I pray we all pray is better and a little less stressful. But the fact is you can do hard things. Mm -hmm. You this year have lived through and coped with more than you probably thought you could. I thought you were going to say the P word again. No, no, I did not. I'm trying to cut back. (laughs) So our second most listened to episode, and this is also a third time guest. Our first three time guest in the history of On Boys podcast. Yep. And that is Ryan Wexelblatt, which you may recognize as the ADHD dude. And Ryan is an absolute, when I think of Ryan, I just think of bubbles. Like he is just bubbling over with amazing information. He has raised a son with ADHD. He works directly with kids with ADHD. He has a summer camp. And so he knows what he's talking about. And he has a ton of YouTube videos and he's just spilling forth with so much support and information and and we we love him ryan can explain adhd to boys and to parents in ways that others don't and it's so valuable he uses the term brain coach to help boys understand and it's just that your you know the volume on your brain coach is turned down a little and then he teaches them how to turn that volume up That Mm -hmm. makes a a huge difference. And the other thing that I love about Ryan, I don't have boys with ADHD. I would, I still just lap up the information that he shares because he gets boys and social interactions and he gets where parents misunderstand their boys. And so even if you do not have a son with ADHD, I really think he is a useful source of information. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ryan is awesome. Should we have a drum roll or something for our most listened to episode? And this is over 6,000 listens to this episode. 6,000 people have benefited from our conversation with Dr. Kara Natterson. Oh, wait, did you want to do the drum roll? You didn't hear the drum roll? Do it again can't hear it well there's no drum roll then sorry wait let me try again ready nothing (laughs) no drum roll okay listeners drum roll in your head here we go it is dr karen adderson and she is the author of decoding boys you know what she said and this i think was a, a brilliant quote from from her book and that is not talking to your son about his evolving physical emotional and social self is the biggest parent trap of them all culturally there's precedence for parents talking with girls about this is how your body is changing and this is how this will influence your emotions and your feelings and how other people see you and how you interact Historically, we haven't had those conversations with our sons. Historically, 
they go to their rooms and we let them and we cross our fingers and hope it all turns out well in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that was so profound from what she talked about is that you do have to push through the discomfort to engage your boys. And it is something that you have to do over and over and over again. And, you know, you may share some information and you may not get a lot of information back or a lot of, you know, dialogue conversation, but it's still going in and they're still processing it and digesting it. So uh, as she said, you know, it's not one conversation, it's thousands of little conversations over the years and you have to keep trying. Her book is a really good look at uh, boys and puberty and what they're going through and how you can help them through those stages. So if you have a boy nine-ish, I would say that this is a really worthwhile book to consider adding to your personal library or checking out from your your public library. She's really uh, pinpointed that that is a time when boys go quiet. And again, important to have those conversations. She also talks about late blooming boys. Because yes. boys develop all at different rates. She talks about body image and eating disorders for boys. So, so important to recognize these things that we think of as girl air quote mm -hmm. issues are also something that are some of our boys may be struggling with too. One of the things that I am remembering, and this will be forever intertwined with this book in my head. I took this book with me and read it on the airplane right. when we went to Dominica scuba you diving at the, at the beginning of 2020, back oh. when the world seemed so much more free. And yes, we had heard of coronavirus, but you know what? Yeah, it was a totally different world. And so I read this book on that trip. Wow. And yeah, you guys, this is how dedicated I am. I went on a scuba diving and hiking trip and I took along and I read a book about boys right? because this is a passion. I think you can tell that. I also took along and read a fun book because I'm not totally crazy. And frankly, by the end of the vacation, Janet, I think you remember this. I came home and I was so relaxed. I had to like, remember what I do for a living. <laughs> That's a good thing. We all need those. We all need those refreshment breaks. And yes, wow, yes. what a what a lovely time that was. I do vaguely remember that. So the time has come for the reveal of what your favorite episode of the year is. Listeners, we have no idea what each other's favorite episode was. Maybe the same, maybe different. So Jen, I'm so curious. What was your favorite episode? So I have to just pick one? Yeah. One favorite episode. Oh, because they're all our favorites. It's like choosing a child, right? What's, okay, what's your if, favorite if... child? <laughs> Depends on the day is what I tell my children. <laughs> um, If I have to pick only one, I think I am going to go with our conversation with Megan Leahy of the Washington mm. Post because she's so real, so down to earth, 
it comes across in our conversation with her. It comes across in what she writes in the Washington Post. She's a parenting expert, but she is not at all coming from the perspective of, I have it all together and my life and my children are excellent angels and everything is organized. No, she gets it. She is so real and so fun. And you and I both ended that episode being like, we want her to be our third co-host. <laughs> or at least our best friend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She is awesome. She she is keeping it real. And, you know, I think for her, it, it was just a good reminder of we have to just look around our house and chuckle. We yeah. just got to laugh because. Yep. It's where we are and that's how that's how you got to roll. If you take yourself too seriously, that's just going to be no fun for anyone. You know, I live that on a daily basis. Uh, my Christmas cards, I got Christmas cards, ordered Christmas cards for the first time in probably 10 years this year. Wow. And one of the pictures on there, they're not beautiful post pictures of my family. Are you kidding me? There's a picture of the stripped down snowmobile getting work done in the driveway and the car being sanded. And the this is my life. And the words on the card are something about, you know, the mess and the chaos, because this is life and there's yeah. beauty in all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I am so so eager to hear what your favorite episode of 2020 was. Well, I have to tell you, so listeners, we keep a spreadsheet of all our episodes. So we have the whole calendar, all the episodes, all the people we interviewed. And it was so much fun to just look at that list and remember all of the people who are working in their own little niche, the occupational therapist, Victoria Prude from Canada, the, um, you know, the, the men who are doing such amazing work, Joshua Wayne and Jeremy Neves, who had the story about the, um, that car, that the five-year-old and the Lamborghini. Yeah, that one. And, you know, just everybody living this rich professional life and personal life. And so I spent a lot of time just musing over, over these past 51 episodes. And I kept coming back to the episode with Dr. Larry Cohen, The Art of Roughhousing. Ah, excellent choice. Yeah. And I think that the thing, and actually with him, we did, we split our conversation into two episodes because mm -hmm. he had so many words of wisdom around uh, boys and sexual abuse. And, and so that was one episode. But then the second episode was The Art of Roughhousing, which is a book that he has written. And it is so striking to me because touch is so important for our boys. Physical touch is how boys connect with their world. They connect with you. And I think it's really important to amplify that. Part of that too is recognizing that our teen boys are starved for physical yeah. touch. There was a picture on Instagram just in the last couple of days of a dad whose 16 year old son, did you see this? So I I, I'll try to find it. We can put it in our show notes, but his 16 year old just came and crawled on his lap, laid his head on his shoulder and fell asleep. And the dad took a picture and he was just like, 
I never want to move from this spot. And I'm getting teary because as you know, as we said before, boys don't always make it easy, mm-hmm. but it's so important to maintain that through that time when they are feeling a little awkward and distant and gangly and we need to keep holding steady. And, you know, Maggie Dent talked about this too. Our, that was also a top contender, I have to tell you, but because we just love Maggie, but she talked about how she would just walk through the kitchen and ruffle her son's hair or bump into him or, you know, sit on the couch a little bit, you know, kind of on top of him and just kind of make those, those physical bids for connection that are in boy speak. And, and it's just so important from, you know, the time they're little to, doing the rough housing and the wrestling all through, you know, into adulthood. You want a, a young man and a grown man who is confident and capable and comfortable with platonic physical touch. We moms of boys have to go out of our comfort zones and stretch. I have learned to watch how my boys interact with each other and with their friends. And obviously I am not one of their friends in the same way right but amongst boys like a light punch or not even necessarily light a sort of deliberate punch to the shoulder that can be a sign of affection yeah and so I do that sometimes I mean mm-hmm. you got to read the room you got to read the mood <laughs> you know as yeah. Maggie Dent has said many times a well-timed fart can be a wonderful thing I don't know Absolutely. how she does it on on I like, like that. Boys can do that on demand. I don't know. Men, we should ask men. <laughs> Maybe we could have a show about that. But I want to share just a little story of uh, one of my coaching sessions. And I coach, I work with, with moms and dads over Zoom. And on this particular day, actually, you know what? It was election day. And this mom lived in Washington, D.C. And so, you know, we were connecting about the election and already feeling a little emotional that day. And then she had on earphones and her son came into the room and I could see this on our camera. And he had this big urgent thing going on about Legos. Like he's, I think, four or five big urgent thing, Legos. And I'm, so I'm in her head, she's got earphones on, he can't hear me. And I said, you know, I think this might be a bid for connection. What if you just pick him up right now and give him a hug? And so she's like, okay. And so she, you know, didn't really engage about the Lego issue. She picked him up and he did this like pushback resistance for just this, like, you know, five seconds enough that sometimes for women it's like okay he doesn't want this done put him back down but I I said you know keep going keep going and so he had that resistant moment and then she just kept holding him and he just melted into her arms just melted like arms around her neck head on her shoulder and they just stood there as I'm in tears I usually don't cry in my coaching sessions but this was a day and I'm in tears and you know she's just standing there having this most precious 
moment with her boy because she could, as you said, read the room or look underneath the Lego issue to see, oh, he just needs that physical touch, that bonding moment right now. That's so profound because so many of the things that we perceive as annoying, I'm on a call, my kid comes in with a Lego problem, seriously? My kid is telling me the Minecraft story. I'm trying to make dinner and he's going on and on and on. Those are bids for connection. Yeah. And certainly we all have busy lives. We can't always stop what we are doing and engage, but even engaging in a little way, even engaging... 90% of the time, 50% of the time can make a big difference in our boys' lives. And if we make a difference in our boys' lives, look at the men they can grow up to be and look at the generations that will come after them. I'm speechless. It's so (laughs) true. It's so true. We have this. In fact, I was just telling a parent yesterday, she has the opportunity to change the family pattern And that's another thing. We talked about this with Dr. Mary Wild. Can I put another plug in for a favorite episode? Dr. Mary Wild is the mom of eight boys. And we talked about anxiety with her. But you know what happens in these episodes is is side stories come in and things we didn't even imagine that we would be talking about. And this came up for me profoundly yesterday in in a coaching session where mom and 11 year old boy have grandma living next door. Grandma has pneumonia and isn't doing so great. And grandma is, was of the generation of silence. And you don't talk about how you're, you don't talk about your physical health. And thinking about what Dr. Mary Wild said in her episode, remember she had to take care of her uh, aging mom at one point who needed a lift to get out of bed while Mary was eight months pregnant and physically couldn't do it. So she brought her boys into the situation and encouraged and I think paid them a little bit to come in and take care of grandma. And relating that to this mom yesterday of this is an opportunity to step outside of yourself and care for your elders and be a part of the the circle of life the passage into death and it can be so profound for even little boys to have a experience of caring for someone who is ill for caring for an elderly person, even if they aren't ill, but having that and and that really, as you said, you know, growing into these men, we want them to have that capacity when they're old, but how will they get it if they haven't had it when they're boys? And so looking for those opportunities to experience the fullness of life. That speaks to the value of bringing our boys alongside us as we cope with the really tough things in life, we have this um, inclination, we wanna protect them, right? And that is natural and wonderful and honest. We've all had to deal with really hard stuff. You know, Some of you have had family members be very ill or die this year, uh, lost jobs, all of this. Our boys with us can learn to face tough stuff 
and learn to get through it. And when they can help their family, I'm not saying put the problem on their shoulders. Absolutely not. But when they can help take care of a sick relative or help, you know, mom or dad's not feeling good. Hey, I really need you to, you know, make grilled cheese for your brothers. Yeah, Those things matter. And it is teaching them how we step up and how in this world, we all have to be there for one another. It's the only way through. It's the only way this works is if we learn how to be there for one another. Yeah. And you're going to make me cry, but I have to say this. You have been there for me this year and the year before and the year before as my dad passed, as I had the disappointment of my daughter, you know, her wedding and, you know, all the ups and downs of life. I have loved sharing each and every moment with you, my co-host, my friend, this Big is me hug. trying not to cry because it, it it's so true. We talk about all of this and then we do it for each other. And uh, this friendship, this relationship has become a really primary relationship in my life because especially this year, right? Can't see my friends in person. <laughs> Can't see the people who live down the road from me. But my friend that I have met once and yet we've already established the system of communicating on Zoom before it was cool, by the way. That's true. We were cool before it, was, before it was cool. Before it was cool. And we have these regular check-ins. And sure, we talk to these experts and we try and stay focused. And you know we laugh a lot. But oftentimes, after we turn off the record, then we dig into the hard stuff in our own lives. And thank yeah. you, Janet. Thank you. Thank, you, thank Jen. you for sharing your life with me. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with me. And thank you so much for saying yes when I said, hey, I have this idea. I want to do a podcast. Yeah. And the rest is history. Thanks, my friend. Thanks for joining us today. This is On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com.